0: To complete our uh, study of Tosefa Shabbos, I wanted to give a final shear on the underlying concept and phenomenon of Tosefa Shabbos, the lumbus of it. Uh, because the truth of the matter is, both halakhically and you could say perhaps even philosophically, it is a very, very fascinating idea. You know, if Shabbos is the seventh day, so you know we take it for granted because we're all familiar with this. But what does this mean that we can have early Shabbos? You know, bring Shabbos in when it's still Friday. What exactly, you know, exactly does, does that work? Uh, we've been discussing in the previous uh, two shiurim a lot of the details and of how it works and what the impact of it is and all sorts of different things and how do you do it and all the details. But you know, I think it's important to take a step back and try to understand as best we can from a from a halachic lomdisher uh, conceptual perspective what exactly is going on. In fact, this is a quite a famous discussion which many. Rishonim and especially Acheronim discuss, and therefore uh, I think it's wor- worthy of an individual shear before we move on in future shurim to completely different topics. So, um, for many the from some sources, excuse me at least in the Medrash, the source of the phenomenon of Tosefer Shabbos can go back to a Pesach we're very familiar with. In our opening shurum, we dealt uh, tremendously on the posok of Zohar, Yom HaShabbos, Lakacho. how do you remember Shabbos? We saw that as the basis for Kabod Shabbos and things like that when you prepare for Shabbos. But it is worth noting that the Mechilta in Parshas Yisro uh, says that one of the ways you fulfill the mitzvah of Zohar Es Yom HaShabbos is by adding on to Shabbos by starting Shabbos early. Uh, that notwithstanding, the more well-known And I think, I guess, more authoritative, you could say, source for the mitzvah and the concept of early Shabbos uh, is a Gemara in Yuma, Dath Pe'alev. It's also a Gemara in Brachos that the Daf Yomi recently saw in the beginning of Daf Yomi just a few weeks ago. Um, And that is the Drasha that we learn uh, from uh, Tosefis Yom Kippurim that the Psukim seem to be quite awkward in their formulation of uh, the Inui, the mitzvah of Yom Kippur, is it on the Tisha Lechodesh, you know, the 10th of the month, the ninth of the month, and we know, of course, Yom Kippur is the 10th of the month, and the Gemara Darshans, that the source is, in fact, <coughs> this idea that really uh, Yom Kippur is on the 10th, but there's a mitzvah, Hosef Mechol Al HaKodesh. The base Yosef and Semen Reish Samach Aleph and the Bir Halacha there as well, and Siv Bet, uh, summarize a very big discussion in the Rishonim whether these are bona fide drushos or are they perhaps merely uh, asmachtos. And as we mentioned uh, two shiurim ago, <coughs> the majority view is that Tosephus Shabbos is in fact a bona fide darisa. These are bona fide drushas. Although there may be those, particularly the Rambam, who see at least some concepts of Tosephus, specifically Tosephus Shabbos, as being merely rabbinic and, and asmachtom. So the question now, therefore, for our purposes today is, how do we understand the notion of Tosefus Shabbos? What exactly is happening? And if one looks in the Akronim, uh, one sees perhaps three different formulations, and I will mention them uh, from most uh, minimalist to most uh, maximalist. Uh, The minimalist approach uh, is to say merely that Tosephus isn't changing anything, rather it's Cain, like sort of a neder, in that the person accepts upon him or herself not to do any malacha anymore and basically then becomes prohibited in malacha. It's an Isra malacha, it's still Friday, it's still Yom Chol, but you know, it's 15 minutes, it's half an hour, it's 45 minutes before sunset, and I accept upon myself already the Isra malacha of Shabbos. That would be the most minimalist. Uh, approach to Tosafah Shabbos. However, there are others who suggest that perhaps uh, something much more is going on, and that is that we have the ability, incredibly, it's halachic magic, that we can be Mosif from the Guf HaYamtov. We can make the Kedusha of Shabbos or the Kedusha of Yamtov spill over you know, into Erev Yomtev, or in our case, into Erev Shabbos, into Friday. So there's an actual change in the kedusha, and memela other impact, other halachos, for example, that I can't do malacha, will be impacted. But it's much, much more than just I've accepted not to do malacha, but in fact something has actually changed. There is now some form of Kiddusha in the, in the day. Uh, the third possibility, which uh, is the most ambitious uh, or extreme, what I call maximalist before, is to suggest that perhaps... When we accept uh, early Shabbos or Yantif, we've actually turned the day into the night. In the case of Shabbos, it is Shabbos now. It is Shabbos. If we put on our halacha glasses, as I'm fond of saying, when we look outside, it looks light out. But if we put on our halacha glasses, now that we've accepted early Shabbos, it's already nighttime. There is Kedusha, and there is Isser Malacha, but those, are in fact, are downstream. Those are just natural repercussions or results of the fact that my acceptance of early Shabbos has turned Friday into Shabbos. We've turned it already into nighttime. So these are different possibilities. And obviously, um, even though there are differences between the second and the third option, uh, I would say fundamentally we really have two options, which is, is it merely just in Iser Malacha? uh, Or is it in fact night? Um, or, you know, also kadusha. One could, you know, splice it that way, or one could say, no, the real hakira is, is it night, or is it just something less? And we'll see how this plays out uh, in the remainder of the she'er. What I'd like to do is to show you that uh, the ramifications of this halacha are quite dramatic, as evidenced by the fact that there are a number of practical ramifications which are actually non-Shabbos nafkeminahs. They're incidental to Shabbos, but if it's Shabbos now or not, will impact other halachos. And I think that's a good indication of uh, the legitimacy and the scope of this phenomenon and this analysis that we're engaging in. After we see a few of the non-Shabbos nafkaminas, then we'll return at the conclusion of this year to see two of the direct uh, nafkaminas that are impacted uh, in terms of our actual observance of Shabbos itself. So the first one of what non non Geinan, Shabbos, is a very well-known discussion that is brought down in the Taz, in Semen Resh, excuse me, Reish, Samach, Ches 668, where the Taz quotes a Machlokas that he has with the Maharshal, and this has to do with Sukkis, or more specifically Shemini Yatsaras. The Maharshal quotes that there were those who were careful and strict on themselves, but not eating in this, not eating on the night of Shemini Yatzeret until it's absolutely nightfall. In other words, you've gone from Halamoid Hoshana Rabba, into Shemini Yatzeret. Let's say you did Tosefis Yantif, you made Shemini Yatzeret, you made Yantif early. So there were some who were very mock, but it says the Marashal, they wouldn't eat at all until it was Vadai Laila, even though they've already accepted early or early Shemini Yatzeret. Why not? So he explains that it's because it's a suffix whether they still have to eat in the sukkah or not. As we know, did the Arisa in Eret Yisrael to this very day, is that we don't eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. But in Chuzlar, whether it's Yom Golios. So since we view the calendar as somewhat of a Safek, the Gemara says that uh, we eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, but we don't make a bracha. I'm, of course, well aware that there are many families that don't eat in the sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, which is primarily a uh, Hasidish minhag, and today is not the or not the time to discuss that, but even assuming that you would have eaten in the sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, um, the discussion is whether one, excuse me, if what if, if, if you're not eating, excuse me, let's say in Eretz or something like that, what do you do when you've made early um, early uh, Tosef is yom tif. So the Marshal quotes those who are, machmir are not eating, as I mentioned, because it's a suffix whether they would make the bracha in the Sukkah or not. As the Gemara says, uh, certainly in Chutzler, it's, you know, Yisuvi Yasvinan ubruchelum If we knew Ushmin Yasseris, then you wouldn't make a bracha. But maybe, maybe it's still Raba. maybe it's still Chalamoid, maybe it's still Sukkis, and therefore maybe you should be making a bracha. The Maharshal quotes this in the name of anonymous uh, other sources, and then the Maharshal himself says, lomar to Al Hakodesh im over Hayom." You might have thought that when I accept early early Yom early Shabbos over Hayom, it's totally. Uh, a new day now, the calendar has switched, in which case it's not a suffolk anymore, it would have been obvious not to make a bracha, says the marshal Ze'eno, lo, lasos lila. it doesn't change at all. There is such a thing called tosefes, but since it doesn't really change anything really, now it becomes a question. And that's the marshal 's analysis. So when the Taz quotes this, the Taz is, if you will, on a practical level, he basically is mekil And says the Taz, of course you can make not only early shemina tariffs, you have no problem eating in the sukkah because there's no question, there's no question that you don't need to make a bracha. Why? So says the Taz explicitly, vada'i, misha mosif, mechol Allah kodesh, hu osa al Torah And as a result, and here's the key point, says the Taz, you can't be more explicit than this, kfar chalaf, the halach imenu chovas hayom, mashahaya alav kodem ze. The all the halachic realities of the previous day, Hoshan Rabba Sukkis, have since passed since we've made early Shmini The Vehu kmo laila u'machar mamish. That is a awesome formulation. Have kmo laila u'machar mamish. The Taz is explicit in the most ambitious, maximalist approach to Tosefes, that he holds when you make Tosefes, it has become nighttime. It is absolutely fully nighttime Shemini Atzeres. Doesn't matter if it looks light outside. Put on your halacha glasses. It is very dark out. It is nighttime halachali, and therefore, of course, it's din of Shemini Atzeres. On the other hand, it's clear that the Maharshal and those who he's quoting are wrestling with this, and they clearly see it as something less than that. And since it's less than that, then they are left in a little bit of a of a uh, quandary about the bracha. So that's an example where, if you hold of any of the first two approaches, you may have a question, but certainly if you hold of the third approach, as the Taz does, there is no question whatsoever. A uh, Another uh, area where, uh, in fact, some of these same uh, achronim play out is a different discussion, which is not on Sukkis now, but moving to the other of the regalim, of Shavuos night. As many of you obviously know and remember from year to year, there is a custom that uh, even shuls that usually make early amtef or early Shabbos, uh, that time of year, uh, it's pretty universal not to start It's not to dab in for Shavuot night early. We wait till it actually gets dark. That's why often after Mincha there's a big time slot where you're waiting for Marv, and often the rabbi will speak then, you know, and not just a, a five or six minute of our Torah but more of a full shear because of this idea. Uh, it's brought down in the Magin Avram and in the Taz, both in Simon Tuf Dalid, that we wait to Davin Marav on Shavuos night. Why? What's the origin? What's the rationale of this practice? Because if we would do it early, the fear is we'll be compromising on the Tmimos of Sfiras Omer. That is to say, we know that we Shavuos comes on the heels of, at the culmination of seven weeks of counting Spherus Omer, Sheva Shabosos. To Mimos, we're supposed to count seven full complete weeks. Bogdan and Taz are worried that if it's really calendarically, from the perspective of the actual calendar, sun, that it's still daytime of the 49th day, if we will start Shavuos early which means we're starting the 50th day early we'll have been taking away some of the Tmimus some of the full four, 7 weeks and 49 days that are supposed to be part of the Omer because we'll already have started Shavuos early there's a downside basically they're saying into starting Shavuos early because it takes away from the Tmimus Asiris Omer now it is worth noting that the carbon Nisanel in the back of the Gemara, Mesach Tabsochim commenting on the Rush, suggests that the Rush would argue with this and thinks that just like the Rush says, uh, you, if you make Pesach early, you can't eat the Seder until it's actually nightfall. It doesn't matter when you've daven Marv. So, too, there's no problem in, uh, in starting uh, Marv early on Shavuos, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really change uh, anything at all. And here also, this is not my insight. I saw this from one of the prominent recent achronim, the Mishnah Syivits, or Zolti. Uh, He points out that this debate also seems to be predicated on the issue we've been discussing. The Taz is consistent, the Taz is lishitoso. The Taz thinks that Tosefes turns day into night. And therefore he's worried that if you've done that early, you've really taken away from the 49 days, from the seven complete weeks. However, the Karban Nisanel doesn't think it's really necessary that we really could daven early, even on Shavuos. Obviously, is holding like the Maharshal, that Tosefes is at most in a tosef, uh, an extra Kedusha, or maybe not even that, maybe just Iser Malacha, but certainly not turning anything into night. So if you took that approach, you would not have to have the prevalent custom that many shuls have, but the Taz, Lashitoso, as well as the mangan of Ram, think that in fact it is turning into night. A third uh, nafkamina as well, uh, and then we'll get uh, to issues of Shabbos in a moment. But a third one, which is very, very interesting, which is very similar and associated with the one we just saw, which is, what if it's in the middle of the Sferis Omer, right? So in one of the seven weeks of the Sferis Omer, and now it's Arab Shabbos. And you forgot to count on Thursday night. What is the halacha if you now made early Shabbos? Still, the sun is out. It still seems from a calendaric perspective, looking at the sun, it's still Friday. So I didn't count yet for Friday's day, which I should have done Thursday night. But oops, I already made early Shabbos. What's the halacha? Can I still count, or is it too late because I've accepted uh, early Shabbos? So this is brought down in a discussion both in the Mung and Avram. And uh, then afterwards in the Kafah Chaim, where Moshe Feinstein has a tshuva on this, and the Igros Moshe in Haylech Dalet, a big, big debate if you can still count the Thursday night Siris Omer, which you forgot, even if you already made uh, early Shabbos. And Bepashto, so this is obviously also going to be Talui in the, same, uh, in the same Chakira. The more you see that Tosefes is really a change in the clock, it's mamish the calendar has changed, it's now Shabbos, it's not Friday anymore, then it's going to be oops, too late to count Sphira. But if you see it as merely a Shermelacha, or perhaps even if it's a Tosefus Kedusha, why should that affect Sphira Selmer? The fact that, uh, certainly if it's only a Shermelacha, it shouldn't. And then that middle approach of it's an extra Kedusha, it's debatable, but certainly one could make the case as well, even for that, that you should be able to count. So these sfekos seem to be dependent on that Chakira. What is interesting to note is that in light of everything we have seen, um, we would have expected the Taz to be, you know, very strong and on record, the so that you cannot count anymore. After all, he thinks it really is night. And yet, the Taz in Tuf Tafresh Samaches, discusses not a case where you didn't count Thursday nights yet. What about Friday nights? You're always good. You're good with this. You always do, you you go to shul every every night. You count in shul at night. You're good. But now on Friday, you went. You make early Shabbos. Can you, you know, it's an hour or whatever, 45 minutes until it gets dark now. Can you count Friday nights, you know, you're at the right time, you haven't missed anything. Can you count Friday night's Svira during the time period of Tosefes? Or do you have to wait until it actually gets dark? We would have expected the Taz, more than anyone, to say for sure you could count. Why not? I hold that the Taz is a Shittasa, You would expect, right? That of course you could count because the Taz always holds that you know, as we saw explicitly, it's Kalei mamish, as he said earlier in the Shemite Saras case. And yet, the Taz, among others, says not to count, wait until it gets dark. And again, we know that this is uh, pretty much the prevalent custom. Those who make early Shabbos during the Sphira, you know, the rabbi or the president or the Gabbai, whoever makes announcements in shuls, always reminding people to, to repeat, you know, uh, sphira, you know, to count Sphira's Omer later at night. Um, and the Taz, among others, is of that opinion, so it's a little bit of a surprise. Um, we would have expected the Taz actually be lenient because he thinks it's nighttime. But if you take a look inside, he, he does seem to be not rejecting what we've seen until now, but just kind of hedging. And he basically says, more or less, what do you have to lose by waiting? Um, it sounds like, again, I don't know if I can prove this uh, you know, 100%, but I get the impression that even here, you know, Maybe b'di'evit if if you did have if you would have counted maybe I think the Taz would think Lashita, so it does count. But you give it as a machlokas and if you just wait forty five minutes or an hour you can count where it's unquestionable and there's no machlokas. So no, it's just the Taz, what do you have to lose by waiting? Now I would add on a practical level you have you don't no don't necessarily lose anything, but you risk a lot. I, I'm not the only person I'm sure, and I know this for many people, right? If you You know, the only way to be 100% sure you're going to not miss the sphere is to count in shul. The second you go home without counting, your odds of forgetting increase significantly. So you might remember, and then there's nothing to lose. But if you forget, then there was a lot to, not necessarily lose, but to risk. But notwithstanding that, that is what the Taz says, and that is, as we all know from our respective shuls, uh, the common practice. So we just saw briefly three different questions that are connected to the phenomenon of making early YUMTIF but not necessarily Shabbos-related. Uh, now let's uh, conclude this year by going back to Hecho Shabbos and discussing both conceptually and practically two specific napkin that are very connected to the laws of Shabbos, themselves, Shabbos itself and direct functions of the question we're dealing with, which is what exactly happens when one makes early Shabbos, Tosefa Shabbos. So the tells us here in Hecho Shabbos, Semen Reish Samach that when you're making early Shabbos, you can light candles, you daven Mariv, and then you go home and you, uh, and you can eat the Suda of Shabbos. So the Bach, in Simen, um, tough Ayin Bet, quotes from the Maharal, the Maharal of Prague, not well known as a Posseg per se, more well known as a Baal Machshava, but we do have all sorts of psakim, uh, sometimes in his own name, sometimes quoted in his name. Here are the Bach quotes the Maharal, that if you accept early Shabbos, you shouldn't eat right away. You should, not fulfill the mitzv- you should not eat right away because you cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Shabbos early because we learn the mitzvah of Shabbos, Sudos, the three meals, based on the word of Hayom in the pasuk about the Mun. It has to really, really be Shabbos. It has to be the Yom of Shabbos. It has to be actual Shabbos. It can't be early. And never says the Maharal, and the Bach quotes this, that even though you've davened already and lit in candles, you lit candles, candles, accepted Shabbos early, you can't eat the pseudo Shabbos. Back in Arasimun, the Muget Avram actually has a suffix. The Muget Ram has two deos about this question. So the Bach from the Maharal is unquestionable. you cannot. The Muget Avram here has a suffix, two deos whether you can do it or not. Not surprisingly, here in Hecho Shabbos, the Taz quotes the Maharshal. We've seen the Maharshal already. And we've seen the Maharshal is often very skittish about some of the impact of Tosefes. And here also says the Maharshal, he's Machmir, like the Maharal. If you make early Shabbos... You could start eating. He doesn't say you can't start eating, but you should make sure to finish the suda or have a kazayas of a bread or something after it's already nightfall. So that's like a practical solution. You don't have to wait, you know, until you get home when you get home for 35, 40 minutes even to start the meal. It says to the Marshal, you can start the meal, but you should be mockbed to make sure to eat something still after it's fully dark. No surprise. The Taz quotes this and the Taz totally argues on this. The Taz says, no problem, you could like the Shulchan Aruch said, you can be totally lenient. And here also, just based on everything we've seen, we could easily guess that these are directly connected to these positions to the hakira we've seen. And you can plug in the other shitos easily understanding that the Taz and the Maharshal are perfectly L'shittosam, consistent with what we've seen until now. The Taz is our extremist, our most ambitious one. The Taz says that Tosephus makes Yom into Laila Mamish. It is nighttime, and therefore why wouldn't you be able to eat your Shabbos meal, says the Taz. Maharshal, on the other hand, has a much more ambivalent or modest understanding of Tosephus. It's perhaps a Tosephus of Kedusha at most, maybe not even, maybe only an Isra Malacha, and therefore you really shouldn't eat. Uh, This is not only easy easy for us to anticipate or speculate, but we have formulations like this which are pretty much explicit in the Magen Avram as he's wrestling with this, as well as in the Bura. For example, the Bura here says in Reish Samach Zayn, that uh, according to the opinion that you can eat, cave in the kibble of Shabbos, since you've accepted Shabbos, you made early Shabbos, in the Mitzvah of Nechshav Kishabbos, Linyanze, So, why shouldn't you be able to? It's totally changed. So, that's a direct Shabbos Navgemina, which seems to also be directly connected to the broader conceptual question. And in a very fitting way, we have the two most prominent. Uh, Advocates or proponents, of respectively, the two different approaches, the Taz and the Maharshal, uh, resurfacing yet again, consistent with their broader approaches. A second nafkemina, which can be very, very practical, is worthy of uh, reviewing both uh, conceptually, but also in terms of the practical halacha, is the question of mincha. The Shacharach and some Reish Samach Gimel talks about a person who did not yet daven mincha. Now you're in shul, and the shul is already davening Marev. They've made early Shabbos, or they've at least passed Lechadodi, Mismur, the Shabbos, as we saw in earlier Shurim, when exactly that happens, what part of davening you've already done it. But certainly, by the latest, people have already, um, people have already, uh, the tzibur is already davening for early Shabbos, but you get there, and it's still light out, and you haven't yet daven mincha. So uh, the Shachanach initially says, well, then step out, Go into the hallway, go outside the sanctuary and daven mincha, and then go back and finish davening with the tzibor. But what if a person didn't realize they, you know, they came to shul, they got caught up in the, all the excitement of the beautiful kabbalah Shabbos and Marv, and only after that you realize, uh-oh, because it's not dark out yet, you just lost, tr- you know, track of things, you got confused, and you didn't daven mincha. So this, in that case, says the Shachar Archi Paskins, you cannot daven mincha anymore you've, you've already accepted Shabbos it's too late it doesn't matter if it's light out and therefore even though it was an accident and since it was an accident we'll let you do two Marivs, we'll do what's called Tashlumin's. so you can make up the missed mincha by davening a second Mariv. but on the question of can you daven mincha after you've accepted Shabbos in this context says clearly, clearly not Mishnabrura uh, assumes that we're talking about a case of a person who it's already Mariv, he answered you know baruchu it says the Mishnah Baruch, explaining the P'sak: Ech Charka Chol, Mushim Hachi kanta. Once you've already accepted Shabbos, to go back to daven the Friday Mincha would be like, you're making the day into Chol. How can I make the day into Chol if I've already made it into uh, into Kodesh? So, in the, that context of uh, the way you accept Shabbos through davening a uh, part of Kabbalah Shabbos or Mariv, we see the Shacharach hold, you cannot daven Mincha. The Mishnah Baruch, uh, mentions uh, consistently with this, that once a person, once a woman has lit candles, she cannot daven mincha as well. Another ramification. You know, maybe the man in shul and the woman in, when, when she lights candles, but either way, when you've accepted Shabbos, can't daven mincha anymore. But not everyone agrees to this. The shuchat harav, in his siddur, pretty much just says, you know, without explaining, blanket, she can daven. Moreover, the eretz tzvi, that's retzir shromer, known as the Rav of Koshyaglov uh, more well known perhaps to some of our listeners uh, is that <clears throat> if you don't recognize those names is that he was the successor at the Yeshiva Chachmei Lublin he was the successor the next Rosh Hashiva after its legendary founder Mary Shapiro died at a very young age so the Koshyaglover as he's known there to Tzvi Rav Tzvi became Rosh Hashiva so in his chuvas, uh, he has a position, and more recently, the Tzitzel Yezir also has such a position, that we can distinguish between whether you're part of a shul, remember the Shulchan Arach that I quoted before, was where the shul, the tzibur, the community, accepted early Shabbos. So there, the Shulchan Paskin you can't still daven mincha if you join them. But let's say a person on his own, you weren't in a shul, you weren't in a minion uh, or I guess, uh, I don't think they say it this way, but it would seem logical that it would apply to a woman as well if she's at home and just lit candles, of a person by themselves accept Shabbos, a person who didn't have a minion was just by themselves davening marv, and then realized they didn't daven mincha, according to them, you could go back. Not a problem. The Minchas Yitzchak, Dayan Weiss, who was a very prominent Rav in the post-Holocaust generation, both in Europe and in Eretz Yisrael, also poskens that a person can do it. And he explains, because if you look at the Gemara, you see that fundamentally, there is no real contradiction between davening a weekday Shemanesrei and Shabbos. It's not like oil and vinegar, it's not an anathema. The Gemara says that uh, the longer Shon Esrei during the week would be a little bit of a Tirecha Tzibura, and Chazal wanted us to have a more relaxation time, I guess you could say on Shabbos, not such a long davening. But it doesn't sound like from the Gemara that there's an inherent problem with davening a weekday Shon Esrei on Shabbos. And therefore, on that technicality, says the Mincha Sieyotuk, um, you know, it's not L'Chachila, but B'Reved, it's not a stira to be davening a Friday Mincha after you've accepted Shabbos, because in theory you could even daven that on Shabbos, it would be okay. Interesting of the Mincha Sitzhak. Even though we've seen some peripheral, tangential issues, but it would seem that this is obviously also going to be connected, certainly in the big picture, right? And certainly the way the Mishnah understood the Shulchan Arach, The more you see that early Shabbos turns Friday into Shabbos, it becomes night, then it's impossible to conceive of the possibility of Davani Mincha. It's just impossible. It's nighttime. It's too late. If you see it on the other extreme as just being an Isra Malacha, then there should be no problem, Davani Mincha. And if you see that you've accepted the Kedusha, even though it's still Friday, but we've spilled over, we've added into the Kedusha of Friday, then it's a little bit more of a tricky question, and you could kind of see it going uh, both ways. Uh, bottom line is the shmir Shabbos kilchasla and Perk Mevav, paskins. you know, in general, without distinguishing how you accepted early Shabbos, that once you've accepted early Shabbos, you can no longer daven minchah. Uh, one last point which is not connected to our HaKira but it's a very practical halachic question and one that should be uh, understood because this could come up for people especially um, if they're running late or it's a short time window which is what if you get to shul or you have or not in shul but let's say most likely it's in shul but it doesn't have to be um, and there's a very limited amount of time and you want to do the right thing of course Dava Mincha first but the amount of time it'll take you to Davimincha, let's just say for argument's sake four minutes or something like that um, but Shkia sunset, is only in two minutes or three minutes. So if I daven mincha first, then I won't be able to make early Shabbos. So I've cut it so close, it's so tight time-wise. I have a choice. Either daven mincha, and I can get mincha in, but then I'll miss the window. I won't have an opportunity to accept early Shabbos. I've lost that opportunity, lost that mitzvah. Or on the flip side, I could daven, excuse me, accept early Shabbos, but then perhaps not be able to daven mincha. What should I do? So Rav Yashiv is quoted as saying, unquestionably, you dive in Mincha, and if you miss out on Toshef Shabbos, you miss out on Toshef Shabbos. Rav Yashiv assumes, as we've been seeing in the majority view, that once you accept early Shabbos, you can't dive in Mincha. So it really is a zero-sum game. I'm being really forced to choose, and if I'm forced to choose, says Rav Yashiv, obviously Mincha is a chova, Shabbos is not a strict obligation, it's a mitzvah, but it's not an obligation. Mincha has to come first. However, the same game we just saw previously, there are tzvi the mincha sittzuk l'shitasam. They hold that it's evident, but you can daven mincha after. Uh, you can daven mincha after the uh, after you've made early Shabbos. It's not a problem. You can do Kabbalah Shabbos and still daven mincha. So, in their opinion, since it's not a stira, you n- you don't lose anything, of course. In that short window that you have, except early Shabbos, be Kabbalah Shabbos on yourself, one way or another. And then, Davin Mincha, because in their opinion, that way you have the best of both worlds. You don't really have to choose. That's not the mainstream view, as we've seen, but it makes sense to Shita Sam why they would rule that way. Shmir Shabbos Kalchasa himself, there in that same aforementioned Perek, uh, is not willing to go as far as them to be lenient, but he does have an interesting kula, which could come up in the common scenarios which I previously mentioned about being in Shul. Let's say you get to Shul, and if you wait for the Shul, you know, a lot of times Shuls uh, will cut it very close. And they will uh, have a minion. Let's say starting only a few minutes before Shia. So in that kind of a case, what if you know you daven with the minion? Then you won't have time to make early shabbos. But if I just daven mincha by myself, daven be Yechidus, So then I will finish in time that still allows me a small window to get kabbalah shabbos tosefah shabbos in. So there, it's not a question of mincha or um, tosefah shabbos. It's a question of tziyut zibor or tosefah shabbos. And on that front. The In uh, a footnote, in Parak uh, Memvav, in chapter 46, uh, he does rule that in that case you would be allowed to forego Tehile Zibor and choose to daven by yourself to be chidus, if by so doing that affords you the possibility of getting Tosefes, and if you'd stay with the minion, you would lose out.